record. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking on Bell Street. I'm Tony Miranda, and with me is CEO Brian Bell. Thank you for having me, Tony. Well, what we're doing each and every week, we're going to be talking on Bell Street, and we're going to bring you uh, topics of the week, and we're going to kind of give you a little bit of insight into the commercial real estate space. And today's topic, we're going to be asking about what's your why in commercial real estate. Before we get to that, Brian, for those out there that don't really know you, just kind of give a brief overview of your journey leading up to your role here as CEO. All right. Wow, that's a big question. Um, you want the short version or the long version? Well, whatever you feel most comfortable with. All right. Well, um, let me see. So I was working as a commercial real estate agent. Uh, first, I got into the space by originally helping um, in an ops role, trying to help put together other offices um, and, and behind the scenes. And then, you know, people weren't listening or they weren't following through on the suggestions I had because I came from a prior sales roles and a prior life. And it's because I've been doing sales most of my life. And, and I told the CEO at the time, I was like, you know what, let me sell. I can run circles around these guys and make it happen. Um, and I could, you know, really bring a lot of value in that space because we were really, um, you know, in a tight spot. We were a startup at the time and it was like a new franchise concept. And so like, you know, so he gave me an opportunity to um, go out there and, you know, show him what I could do. And I, in that year, I, you know, did 19 transactions and within 10 months and even took December off. And that's when I knew I was like, all right, I'm going to get into sales. Um, so that's how I originally got into commercial real estate sales. And, and then I just never looked back. And then, you know, moved to Atlanta, you know, worked um, solo with a team of five or six people ongoing for a good four years and then you know and then I had my first child and and then I was like well okay I can't sustain just being a, a, like running a team and, and being a top hundred agent in the country forever um, so I was like well let me um, let me make a shift and you know let me try to give back and try to hire some people to work with me and and that was a learning process I was never really a great leader I was a great like executor and so lear learning how to uh, different people's sales process worked um, has it, been uh, really the joy behind like growing Bell Street recently. That's great stuff. But uh, to what are some pivot pivotal moments in your life and your career that inspired you to enter the commercial real estate sector? Um, you know, I first off, I think it's just the, I love negotiating things. I've always, you know, just being in sales and, and been doing sales since I was 13, 14 years old. I think, um, you know, doing, doing negotiations at this level is like probably the highest and best tier you can do it, uh, like execute on other than like, um, you know, being a pharmaceutical sales rep or doing some other high end specialty sales. Um, and so, I felt like, you know, it was a good arena to really challenge. Also, the deal uh, life cycle is really long. And, and you know, so there's a lot of different pieces to it that could, like, just mess up the deal, too. And so um, that's one reason why I got into it. Um, you know, another thing is, of course, the money. I think, um, 
you know, the money's better um, than, you know, just doing a, a, like an ordinary basic tech sales job or another industry sales job. Um, and also we get to make, make our schedule. It's almost like, you know, uh, whatever you want, uh, you know, there's, there's no set ceiling um, in this industry. And it's really you know, however hard you really work is really how, um, you know, how much you can really make and, and provide for your family. Excellent. Excellent. Now, and I'm sure you can agree with this. There's so much ebb and flow in, in, in this space. Can you share an experience you consider would be a turning point in your career as a commercial broker? Um, I mean, what do you, what do you mean by a turning point? Well, I guess when you kind of, you, you went from broker and now you're the CEO of, of a national firm. Yeah. You know, what were some turning points that kind of led you to this period in your career? Like what, like when you were in that broker space, you had somebody kind of, I mean, not necessarily watching over you, but kind of, they were the employing broker. Now you find yourself on that other side in that employer broker space. You know, what were some turning points that kind of got you into that space? Um, I would say really, um, you know, I got really um, relentless about really wanting to, was at first, I, I hired some people and I had some, P, I had a PhD of economics, I had a a uh, guy with a master's degree in real estate. And I had another guy with a, uh, uh, like had a CPA and I hired some of the most smartest people. None of them worked out. And, and I was like, why? And I, so I went through a few candidates um, where, you know, and I just wanted to successfully kind of figure out what, like what makes a great sales agent and how can we really be able to bring anyone into the space and allow them to be able to make it and call it their home. And that's what really kind of, I like really got into that, that, um, so I hired more people and came up with some neat processes over the time, over the years and, and some really neat training content. And in my, myself, like I, I love going and getting educated and paying for programs and being mentored myself. And, and, um, and, and so I kind of hit this point in my life where like, all right, I've already been top hundred with a national firm, international firm for every year or mostly every year like that I worked there. And so I was like, well, let me see if I can, you know, and there's always the brokers um, that I always looked at. They were always the top, top 10, uh, Tony. And those brokers were always, um, you know, one hit wonders. They, they, they farmed something really well and they had their one year, but like being consistent every year, there was only like 20 or 30 of us in that top hundred every year. And I was like, well, how can I create some consistent, brokers myself but besides for myself and so that, that that's what really kind of segued me into really um really being that that mentor role versus me selling myself so you've been in this space for quite some time uh, you've got a good bit of experience out of and your name has been on hundreds of deals uh your throughout your entire career can you tell us about you know, one of those deals is maybe a project that you're particularly proud of. You know, I'm always, I mean, everyone's always proud of their first deal. You know, my first deal was a mobile home park. I, you know, my broker at the time told me, oh, you know, I was like, man, this is a, a crap property. I don't know if it'll ever sell. And I was just like, okay, so I'll put it up there. I was so proud, 
prideful of it. And then, you know, started getting offers on it, started negotiating and, and went through a lot of, uh, you know, cause no one would finance mobile home parks. This was back in, uh, f- uh 14 and 15, uh, 2014 and 15. And so I had to really get creative and, you know, really learned about like owner carries and a lot of other products that we're actually using today in this in the current climate. Um, but that was probably one of my, my favorite deals. Um, you know, I think every deal is really special for me that I do because like it's, you know, I learn and I take away a different perspective from each deal, no matter if it's a small lease that I'm doing or if it's like a, you know, 10 or $15 million deal, you know, it, 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 it really, you know, every, every, um, client relationship that we have is, uh, you know, I always try to like take notes and take one little lesson from it. Excellent. Good stuff, Ryan. We do thank you for uh, your time and stuff, but we're going to shift gears a little bit. Each and every week, uh, Bell Street puts out a blog. And uh, this week's topic uh, is finding your why. And this is something that's really near and dear to you. Uh, When you first entered the commercial real estate space, what were some of your initial whys? And how has those whys evolved up to this point? You know, my first why when I originally got into the space was not to have to work a W-2 job, not to have to go in from eight to five. And, and, I, and I was working as an accountant. My background is accounting and statistics. And, and I was working as a controller for a tech company. And, and, and I didn't like having to feel like I was like going through this rat race and having to report to, to someone on a regular basis. Because before... I, you know, I, would, I would owned a property management company in Charleston for uh, like a, a year and a half. And, and I love that freedom. I love I was making my own schedule, doing what I wanted to do. And I got a taste of that. And, you know, so I went and worked as a controller for a little bit. And, and I realized I never wanted to go back to a W-2 role. And, and that, that was one thing that, that I wanted to make sure that was my, one of my walls. That was one of my whys is like to always try to be self-sufficient and self-supporting. And give other people that freedom, that opportunity to also do the same, um, you know, and so they can like pave their own path. Uh, another why originally when I got into the space was to um, to be able to provide for myself, you know, 100 percent without asking anyone for any favors or anything. I think it's really important that, you know, most people are independent by the by the time they're 30. I think, you know, I think it really makes or break someone and whether or not they're a man or not, they can be fully independent by the time they're 30. How's that evolved over the course up to this point? Um, you know, now I think my why is really, you know, I have two kids and, uh, um, a loving wife and, you know, I have a great staff, um, in the Atlanta market. And also here, I think now it's about my why is now giving more than receiving, you know, giving value to my guys, you know, helping them out, um, and understanding their milestones, maybe, maybe their process to getting where they're going is different than mine, you know? Um, but like just being there as a supportive role, being in their ear, helping them make themselves look good, um, and helping them get deals like, uh, across the finish line. I think that's what I kind of like, that's what I end up joking about half the time. It's like, yeah, I'm mostly just them in their ear, making them look like they're the top, top agent. And then that's my job. You know, my job is really give them the praise because they're the one that originally made that call. They put themselves out there and they're showing up each day. They're showing up on these 645 training calls we have. And one thing I want them to do is, I mean, it's really them and I'm just here to help them guide in the direction they want to go in. So 
in terms of how you built Bell Street, uh, what are some of the whys that influenced not only your leadership style, but your company culture here at Bell Street? You know, one thing that I, you know, just working at different firms and interviewing a lot of people at other firms and, and just my experience, there's a lot of, you know, brokerages are, you know, there's two different models, I think, are that are kind of out there right now. You have the, you know, work hard, baby boomer model where, you know, there's nothing wrong against this. It's like come in, work hard, you know, you know, grind for, you know, 80 hours a week and you know, go home and there's like a hierarchy within the organization. Um, you know, that that's one thing. So the culture we try to create is a collaborative culture where like, you know, if there's a deal that you have and there's another industrial guy that works within the organization, you can trust that agent where like each cube is not like a, um, like one, you know, revenue cylinder. Like we're pretty, I think that's one of our superpowers as an organization is that we share deals internally and everyone's comfortable you know, being willing to like talk about, you know, the opportunities they have and allows us to get more stuff pending. I think, you know, last year alone, I think we, we probably, you know, did probably 30, 40 million in transactions that were exclusively just by collaboration. And I think that is one of our, that's our superpower internally. And also giving the brokers a safe space, um, you know, was when you're making cold calls, and you're getting beat down on the phones or maybe you like, you know, you're running like your own business within a business like it, it's hard. And just having a place where guys can kind of say, hey, look, I'm here right here with you. I'm doing the same thing at the same time. Let's let's grow together. And, you know, so that that's a, another thing that we have. Also, we have our collaboration uh, efforts on it on, within our like not our collaboration, but our um, uh, normally our like uh, community outreach. And we try to really make it our top priority to have our agents kind of get back to the, the community. So we have nine uh, volunteer events um, that we would like for them to do, you know, per year as a team within those markets that we mostly, uh, you know, make the most commissions out of in those cities. Um, but really, I think that's what really makes us stand apart. That and our, our training program is second to none. You know, I think I, I see it all the time when I interview candidates as well, that I see that they... Um, they go to a firm and they're like, you know, we interviewed one guy, uh, a few months ago and he was making 10% and all his job was, is to go in there and make calls. And then once they got a lead, they would just hand the lead to their senior guy. And he never learned the process of how to get the deal closed or how to negotiate it and how to actually make the money from there. He just called until he had someone that was motivated and he had to hand it off. So we, we try to teach the full deal flow continuum from start to finish. And I, I, I think that because it's like it's like almost like teaching someone to fish. They put the worm on there. They throw it in. And then once, you know, and, and they just set it and then they back away. We don't do that. We try to teach someone the full process, even how to skin it, eat it and everything. Um, and I think that's important for life these days. Absolutely. Completely agree. Now, uh for someone who's, you know, had been as many deals as you've been a part of, uh, can you give us an example of a particular deal where your why played a critical role in it getting across the finish line and everything, like from front to back to where the deal closed and your why was just front and center of that entire deal? You know, that's a really good, that's a really good question. I think, um, 
you know, when you have a, you know, so really when I'm doing brokerage and I'm focused on brokerage, my why is almost like my mission statement. It's almost like my purpose. I'm going into my work. And, 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 and I say that to myself every day, like, who am I going to help today? And how can I add the most of value to them? And, you know, whether or not it's an established firm that we're helping, uh, you know, uh, put some new properties within their portfolio or whether if it's a, uh, a one-off property. But one of my things I, I liked the most when I started was helping out these individuals or like helping out my probably one deal that probably speaks the most joy is I sold a upholstery business and in Atlanta for a, uh, a Haitian family. And, you know, and the guy came to America with like $500 and he tells me this and he told me this story and he's like, I, I got, got this building. I've earned this guy's trust. And he let me, you know, I was just a, t- a tenant and then he want, he wanted just to get out of the building. So he, he sold it to me for free, owner financed it. And he paid rent for four and paid on the mortgage for four or five years, sold the building, end up walking away with close to a million dollars. You know, I've been in America for like 20 years ran his business. And I, I love having moments like that where I can help people that are, you know, they've, they've obviously put a lot of sweat, hard work and effort into their business and they see that reward and being part of that is my biggest why. So you, you train a lot of uh, agents who and brokers that are new to the commercial real estate space uh, for someone new to this industry, what would you advise them on how to discover their why in particular? Um, you know, I think it's, it's, you know, of course, monetary wise, I think it's good to have some sort of number that they want to achieve, but make sure it's realistic. Try to get that out of the case. Most people want to work in our space because there's a lot of money. And if you work hard, you're going to do well. But I think like at the end of the day, that, that, that why always burns off real fast. It's almost like, just like fire starter, you know, it's almost what gets you in the door. It's just like, Oh, I want to make money. I need to work hard. But really I would just say, you know, whether if they're living with their parents and they're trying to get out of their house or they're trying to, you know, get a new car, or they're trying to like get a ring, you know, I, I think visualization is really important. You know, I remember, you know, even like visualizing, all right, I'm going to start my own office. I'm going to be in the top hundred, uh, you know, you know, this year I'm going to do this many deals. And I told myself what I was going to do. And I, I, and I spoke it in the, the, you know, into motion every day I woke up and I think that's really important. Like saying, all right, this is why I want this. And like, it's like back when I was doing sales in a different industry, you know, I wanted this apartment and I went and went to the apartment complex and I sat in it. I sat on the couch and I smelled the new carpet. I smelled what the environment looked like. I looked around and I, ha- I imagined myself being there all the way like where I could just like say, all right, that's going to be my place. And and I think that's where people have to put their why, like whatever that is, whether if it's owning 10 deals and working in a space and owning 10 deals and what that would look like, you know, just put themselves, um, you know, in their future state. Because if you're just too busy thinking about your past and too busy thinking about, what you have now, then it's hard for you to really project yourself forward without a good, compelling why. You know, you know, historically, if we look at prior data, that's what our future outcome would be. But to get ourselves to change differently and get our minds to react differently, 
on a, even a cognitive or chemical level, we have to, you know, to manifest that stuff, we have to think, uh, you know, and put ourselves where we really want to be. I know it's a deeper response than what you need, but yeah. We like deep here. Yeah. We like deep. This is good stuff here. We, and we do appreciate it. But um, final question here. In terms of long-term success in the commercial real estate space, how has a strong sense of why contributed to that success? Yeah, I think, you know, um, you know, every day, you know, every day you're running a company or every day you wake up and show up is like getting punched in the fucking stomach and getting ice water poured on you every morning when you wake up. That's what it's like to run a business. That's what it's like to even be a broker every day of the reality checks you have to have. So your why has to be so important to you. I think, um, why does it drive? You know, I think like you just have to have that tenacity of that relentlessness to always be pushing forward. And and if you not, if you don't have that, to be able to like get a no, and then if you're to roll over, then this is not the career for you. And And we see that sometimes. And we ask ourselves, all right, is it the person, you know, is it, is it something we can help with? Or if not, then we just go in and cut them there. Um, you know, because this, this is a hard business. I mean, if, if, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it, you know. So, um, you know, and we're very different on how we recruit too, Tony. Like we, we would actually rather have someone with no experience in the space that we bring in that maybe has done something really profound. Like we brought in a mountain climber. Um, you know, but you can tell he's went through adversity, you know, he's been through a lot and, you know, we kind of figure out what their whys are even in in the interview. So we know that the people that are coming in are drive with passion. Brian, do appreciate your time. We're going to wrap it up here, but is there any final thoughts on finding your why that you want to give to the audience out there? You know, I think the biggest thing in today's society is uh, distractions and, you know, it's so easy for us to attach our why to, external things um, and also or whatever the media is telling us or whatever anything I think the biggest thing I can give someone young that's really kind of reflecting and kind of going into the developing why is unplug from everything and spend some time journaling um, you know and ask them ask themselves what do they want you know how are they going to get there what do I need to get there because sometimes normally you don't have the skill sets to hit the why but you got to ask yourself, like, all right, what do I need to do to accomplish this? What's this going to look like when I, I do? And, and then answer those questions, and it kind of will give you a clear roadmap. And once you get that clarity then you know, on that why, then it allows you to be able to propel forward a little bit easier. And, and, I, and there's probably other questions, too. I'm happy to, like, give you more later on. But, like, I think those are ones that will kind of give you more clarity so you can kind of start leaning into your why and really start using it as a, a, a pool to – getting you in the right direction. Good stuff. Thanks so much, Brian. I do appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talking on Bell Street. I'm Tony Miranda, and each and every week we're going to be bringing you some uh, good stuff. So stay tuned. Next week, uh, we're going to have uh, follow our blog at bellstreet.com forward slash blogs and uh, check out our YouTube channel and also our LinkedIn. And we'll see you next week, folks.